We are recording. Oh, I gotta get this cocaine out of my nose. <laughs> Alright, ready. Yeah, you feel better? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Shh. You're fucking up our intro. Oh. <laughs> Am I? Shh. Two girls must battle a mysterious evil force when they get left behind at their boarding school over winter break. This week on TerrorCast, we are reviewing The Black Coat's Daughter. Or also known as February. Which is a superior title, in my opinion. Yeah, they're both good. They're both good. They're both strong titles. It's to the point it evokes... Invokes? Convokes? Invokes? You're a writer? A uh, wintry (laughs) mix of sleet uh, and flurries (laughs) and Satan. Which is what this movie is. Well... So this movie was made in 2015. Direct- you're not even going to introduce yourself? It's been so long, people probably oh. don't even know who we are. Who? God, you're off your game, son. Who am I today? Today? Ooh, what's that from? Huh? Who am I to- Who am I here? Who was that from? Stepfather, bitch. All right, Try good, that out good on job. someone else who good. doesn't know horror, son. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Cameron Hill. I'm Scott Hill. And this week on TerrorCast. Oh my God. <laughs> We're reviewing the stepfather. <laughs> we should remake the stepfather now that you're a dad. What we call them? The father? The father. That might be like confused for, the a, daddy. A, for a Christian film. We'll call Bad Daddy. Bad Daddy. Oh. Christian. Who's Christian? What's a no, Christian? If it was called The Father or Catholic or you some mean religious like a, like, film. Oh, like a priest? Yeah, you know, something ridiculous. Oh. Okay. Wait, well, hold on a sec. We're getting off topic you call here. It poppy. Hey, Poppy. <laughs> Uh, that I would watch. You probably would. That's probably <laughs> some children animation that your daughter would watch. What do you mean? Hey, Poppy. She's on Coco Melon right now. Okay. Do they just string random words together? Almost. It's basically what children <laughs> do, so I guess that's, that's why appropriate. They, that's why they like it. Damn, they're stupid like I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so this movie was directed by Oz Perkins, which you should recognize. Or, oh. He's also, well... Osgood. Osgood. He seems to be go by Osgood in the credits, but for some reason he's too big for his britches. And that just goes by Oz Perkins on IMDb. Well, maybe he's afraid because it's Osgood. Like, oh, is he being pretentious? He's good? (laughs) Oz is cooler anyways. Who is Oz Perkins and why why should he be of interest to our audience? He is the son of Anthony Perkins. Tell me, Cam, what did Anthony Perkins star in? Hey, Poppy. <laughs> He's from Psycho. You're so stupid. You're so stupid. <laughs> so Anthony Perkins is a horror and just acting legend. And his son, it must be in the DNA, has gone off and started directing horror movies. We actually directed one of his other movies we, before. We didn't direct one of his movies. He directed it. No. Oh, shit. You're right. We <laughs> we reviewed one of his other movies before. Uh, Gretel and Hansel. Which, if you remember, well, actually, if you don't go, let's not episode. <laughs> but we reviewed it before. He also made in between Black Coat's Daughter and Gretel and Hansel. I am the pretty thing that lives in the house, which I haven't seen. I just I've always seen a pop up on Netflix. Is that on Netflix? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, apparently, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. Came out before Black Coat's Daughter, but Black Coat's Daughter was completed first. Interesting. Okay. Is okay. It? Yeah. Well. Where have we been for all this time? Well, before we get into where we've been, 
We actually... Is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> we just finished recording an episode for a podcast called Step by Step, the, the Micro, micro Budget Filmmaker. filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, they invited us to be on there. I don't know if they knew what they were getting when they invited us. I know. I feel kind of like... I, it got sidetracked. You know how we are in here, guys. So it got, it got kind of taken over. <laughs> but it was fun. And I had a lot of Cam, fun talking. Myself and then our director of cinematography from our feature-length film entropy. What what Benjamin Paul Rigney? That's right, Benjamin Rigney. Benjamin Paul. And the podcast is with. Is uh, this middle name Paul? Did I fuck that up? No, it's Paul. It's not like. Priscilla. <laughs> What? Priscilla? It's not Priscilla, it's Paul. Pussy Galore. Benjamin Pussy Galore Rigney. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name, I mean. It ain't bad. But it the podcast is run by Nick Bowman and, and Naeem David. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess they had another um, person that ran the podcast with them and they since dropped off. We know a thing or two about that, Kristen Robert. So... <laughs> so uh, but no, we got we got to go on there. They invited us to go on there. We gave them a private link to our feature length film, Entropy, so they could watch it, and we could have the podcast and talk about it. Uh, Naeem, um, fuck, I'm such I'm so bad. I just forgot the other guy's name. Nick, Nick, thank you. I duh, good job. <laughs> I duh. <laughs> They're filmmakers as well. Um, Tell us, Cam, what they've made. So Naeem recently directed a film called Darkest Edge that Ben actually shot for Naeem, was the director of photography for that as well. And incidentally enough, they actually used my camera. I loaned my camera to the production to use, so they filmed with a my camera. And then Nick Bowman has done some shorts, and it sounds like Naeem is actually getting ready to do... He's finishing up a script for his next feature. We're finishing up a script for our next feature. So it was really cool to get on their podcast to talk about filmmaking, how we like to make films, how they make films, and then just talking about entropy. So we... we, Shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. So once we actually hear back, um, they're going to let us know when the episode's done and out so we can share with you guys. So if you're interested, you can hop on over there and... Listen to our episode that we're on with them. Yeah, once they drop it, we'll drop it. It'll be fire, fam. <laughs> You're retarded. <laughs> oh, I can't say that anymore. You're dumb. You ever heard this song? I miss you dropping random fucking <laughs> songs on this thing. I will. I realize I can't because I'm not on my laptop. Because we're just doing a one mic setup in my office. Yeah, so this one might sound a little different. We have a one mic setup, which um, if we start the if we start to talk over each other, it might make it a little harder to hear. But um, this is how we did the, the the podcast for step by step. We did it over Zoom. It seemed to work out okay. Yeah, so we're yeah, basically so, just being lazy because we don't want to go set stuff up in the basement. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, you know. <laughs> so you you haven't heard this song? Deepest Blues by LL Cool J. Wait, the is theme. it about Deep Blue Sea? Yeah, it's a theme song he made for it. Oh, dude, that's pretty sweet. Hell, slaps? Does the kids even say that anymore? Do kids ever say slaps? My hat is like a shark spin. What? Dude, get get out of here. yoked, though. Look at him. Yeah, I know. He's 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 like bigger than that shark. (laughs) Anyways. um, Take me back to the ghetto. We just did the podcast for them. (laughs) Isn't that what he says at the end of that? I don't remember. (laughs) And uh, Running Harlan. Welcome back to Terracast, bitches. Welcome back, Terracast. (laughs) Uh, so, but yeah, so we recently, uh, our movie, well, not recently, but the movie is finished. Um, it's Entropy, the I directed, Scotty wrote, and stars in. Mm-hmm. Um, we have it all finished up. It's submitted to currently nine film festivals. It'll be about 
10 by tonight when we submit to another one. Um, since then, I have directed a short that I wrote. Uh, we went up to like northern Ohio. I did. Scotty stayed home. <laughs> and we... <laughs> You're such a petty little whore. <laughs> and we stayed up at this farmhouse for like four days. That's hot, man. Your it body is fucking hot. lets off a lot of heat. I know. I'm a hot man. Having you sit this close to you. I know. Well, this is what happens when we get lazy with the one mic setup. Oh, Anyways. God, I'm toasted. Woo. Um, but anyways, yeah, so we, I went up and I filmed a, a short I'm really proud of. That'll be hitting the, the festival route here soon. We're going to finish up the 5.1 audio mix tonight. Which I made. Yeah, <laughs> which Scotty made. So <laughs> <laughs> um, once that is uh, out, or once that's done with the festival route, and then I'll release it online for everyone to watch. A lot of these festivals, though, it's, uh, it's unfortunate because they won't take um, shorts or stuff like that if it's been released anywhere else. Like online or stuff like that. So I have to wait until the festivals are done to be able to release it. Otherwise, we get disqualified. So whatever. It is what it is. But so, yeah, we finished up Entropy, shot a short. And that's what we've been up to here lately. Got Hail House Productions up and running. Uh, we have that Facebook page. If you guys want to go follow that, we've been posting, sharing. TerraCast, as Facebook has been sharing a lot of the, the Hail House stuff. So just Jump on TerraCast Facebook. You'll see it. Go ahead and follow it, and you'll get all the updates and all the production stuff that we've been up to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you say where you could where you could go listen to Step by Step, the micro filmmakers? Uh, they're everywhere. It seems like Anchor. I found them on iTunes. So it sounds like they're on a little thing called Spotify. Spotify. We never heard of it. Yeah. So the podcast that we were on. Um, yeah, it sounds like you should be able if. If you can find us on the platform you're on, nine times out of ten, they're going to be on there as well. So We run in the same circles. We run in the same circles. Oh, okay. So that's what we've been doing. There's really no excuse for us to have not been doing the podcast, but you know. I have asked Scotty you a few times. Time. And he's just, I brought it up recently. And he's just he's like, like, oh, no, no, no bro. My daughter's got a poopy diaper. This could take all day. <laughs> what? I've never said that. <laughs> and her poopy diapers are crazy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, before we get into the black coat's daughter, that's a terrible. <laughs> that's a no. terrible sentence. No, no. We have been canceled. That wasn't even. We're canceled. That wasn't culture. even intentional. Shut up. What are you fucking Fox News? God damn it. No, it's everything. No. Shh. No, I'm putting this here so I got a little bit. Of I moved that so you wouldn't make noise. It's too late. We're on a one mic setup right now. Mm. Too close. Have you guys missed us? Is this like... <laughs> I haven't missed us. Is it because... Uh, it's interesting because we haven't done the podcast in a minute, obviously. Haven't obviously. really done any promotion, obviously. Obviously. But our numbers have been strong. So maybe... Why do you always somehow find I'm just a way conf- to like low-key flex everything we do? No, I'm just confused because <laughs> we haven't done anything. Yeah, that's like... And it's... That's... You know, that's cool. I'm happy. I mean, that's like what the rich... You know, they, that's what they That's do. what they the rich... Oh, look at this fucking flex. And now, that's what the rich do. I'm not rich. I'm just saying. We got a taste of it. You like, rich We're not doing anything and life's working You know what you rich in? <laughs> you, you rich in love. What the fuck? <laughs> Have you watched anything good lately? Or you just been watching fucking Marvel shit nonstop? No. So, listen here. <laughs> so, everyone that listens to us needs to get on the app called Letterboxd. We are not sponsored, but I love the fuck out of it. I stopped using that like six Because you're ago. stupid. So... <gasps> And basically, no, Letterboxd is you can go and rate and review and keep like a list of movies you watch and on what day you watch. Damn, them. you gave this movie a high review. Uh, I did, I did, I did. So like recently, just you know, I'll just go down the list: Tremors, Small Soldiers, Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, The Little Things, which 
was uh, not that great. The Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan one. Southland Tales. Obviously, is there any other one? Below Zero, <laughs> Fair Haired Child, Cigarette Burns, and the list goes on, Chocolate. guys. Like Chocolate? No, it was Mick Garris's Masters oh. of Horror episode. I warned you about Masters of Horror. <laughs> they got like a few good episodes. And yeah, a few... but they got like 24 episodes. That doesn't say a some whole Some of lot. them are good. Some of them are not so much. Uh, Chocolate was not for me, but the Fair Haired Child was pretty dope, so... Dope, 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 dope. But it's cool. It's a cool. It's a cool series. Um, so Cigarette Burns saying, is the best. You were basically saying people should get on Letterbox so they can read your reviews. They should get on there and then I'll follow them back. Look so how can, much so we can know what their fucking listening. wavelength is compared to mine when I talk. It's because you're so monotone. Oh, oh, you spiked. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking cuck. Uh, my name is uh, I have a perfect podcast voice. You're like a shrill. What do you bird. mean? I have a. Uh, I fluctuate my voice to keep it interesting. This is the way I talk, Co- Kelly. At work. Back the fuck up, Ke- son. Kelly. <laughs> Kelly at work says, uh, "I'm animated." That's how he describes it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, listen, I haven't done the podcast in a while. I'm built up on all this information. I just want to spew all over people." Mm-hmm. We should uh, review in Seminoid. <laughs> in Seminoid. Speaking of spewing all over people. <laughs> how do you like that? How do you like? How do you like that? How do you like that? <laughs> Oh man! Uh, what do you What do you watch lately? Well, I watched the Watchmen TV show, which, which was, was great. I gotta admit, first three it took me three episodes to like it. The first two episodes, I was like, the first three episodes were perfectly fine. And no, they're fine. They're good, but they weren't like what I wanted. And so it took me a minute to like adjust to it. Mm-hmm. And by the time I accepted what they were doing, I was like, all right, it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> I bought the Child's Play remake like you did. Cause it was did $5. you? Yeah, it was $5. And then I started watching it. I was like, I don't really want to watch this. So I turned it off. I still haven't watched it. <laughs> so then I sat down. I was like, Hannah, I don't want to watch this anymore. She's like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know if I talked about this since last time we recorded. I end up getting the remake of Black Christmas because it was like six bucks or something just just to complete the collection. So I have all of them, right? All on Blu-ray. And I got halfway through it and I was like, I just don't want to watch this. It's a bad feeling. Yeah, I just turned it off. You know, I feel better now because I own all of them, but that doesn't mean I have to watch it again. (laughs) We've been rewatching Twin Peaks The Return. Well, we watched we watched Firewalk with me and then we watched The Return, which I think we have like two episodes left. Look how small. It yeah, it's so. Is it even f- picking look how you up? Tiny, I am. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the return is so good. It is so funny. Again, I don't know if I can hear you, Scotty. I can't. I never could hear you. No, oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you never could hear us. No, I can. I can kind of hear myself. Yeah, I can hear myself. If you get like, well, you probably don't have the volume. I can hear me oh, too. Oh yeah, there you, you go. You gotta turn the volume up on that. I did. Like, all the way. Quit bumping around, man. That's going to pick it up. Oh, there it is. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Oh. Oh, my God. Whoa. I sound so attractive. No, you don't. Um, Good thing so... it's just my voice. <laughs> what? What? Uh, <laughs> the Return. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it, because it's hilarious. Wait, The Return, the... Twin Peaks, The Return. That's, uh, that's I think the about the, the Japanese sci-fi action movie they call The Return. Are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Returner. Sorry, that's Returner. <laughs> <laughs> Your returner. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Never mind. Let's just fucking move on with no, this. No, no. We're done. I'm done. We know someone that was in that show. Twin Peaks, The Return. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. You're such <laughs> petty little fucking <laughs> cuck. <laughs> All right. Um, Black, 
Coat's daughter. Black Coat's daughter. February. Hold on, we've been off the air so long. There's nothing else to like share with them. Nothing. Have we done anything interesting with our lives? No. We got vaccinated. Oh yeah, I got my last. My second dose is tomorrow. So is mine. What time is yours? Uh, three fifteen. Mine's at three thirty. What? Whoa! Oh, we can sit together and make sure we don't have allergic reactions <laughs> or die. Uh, wow. Well. <laughs> I actually know a guy that uh, when he got his, he got like really woozy and lightheaded and they made him sit there for an hour and watched him. Oh, that's so fucking boring. Well, he's, got, he's getting paid. That's true. <laughs> he's getting paid, man. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, I don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm working on the new screenplay. Oh, yeah. I guess we can talk about that a little bit. So it's called yeah. Effigies. It's called Effigies. So entropies. Like... I like how I, <laughs> I dictated the name of this movie. You were so dead set on being something else. And then I just slowly like brainwashed you into accepting that it's effigies i mean it's fine i still like my title better you can't even pronounce it half the time it's bad (laughs) (laughs) anyways so it's a horror movie it's a witch horror movie it's our next one we're gonna we're shooting for summer 2022 to start shooting if we get our way though hopefully we'll be shooting winter 2022 so we'll see what happens that'd be nice yes so that's the plan since entropy's all finished we can just go across the world where it is winter when it's summer here Easy. I would Check be okay me. with that. No, you wouldn't. How the fuck are we going to... F- <laughs> no. Listen, you guys heard it here first. When I bring it up again, he can't get mad. He put the idea in my We're head. not flying anywhere. Do you realize where we'd have to go? Antarctica. Okay. Or Canada. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the same. <laughs> They're like the same. Um... Yeah, so that's our next, uh, we're, what, 55 pages into that script right now? I don't know, you haven't read it. <laughs> I failed my stats test yesterday, and I had to watch this for the podcast. I ran out of time. Uh-huh. Yeah, guys, I, yeah, by the way, I failed my fucking stats quiz. Why Whatever. Are you going back to school? You're like 45 years old. I'm not 45 years old. <laughs> I'm like 27. It's uh, fine. Same dip. You gotta finish up that bachelor's, I guess. The wife, the wife's making me. How many bachelors do you have? This is my first bachelor's. Uh, that's because you have like eight associates. Yeah, I just keep. I'm like a professional student at this point. Cam, um, oh, man, you went about college the wrong way, son. I did. I did. <laughs> I'm a professional student. I just like to make that money. Or, sorry, spend that money. I actually can't complain too much because it's being paid for by my boss. Not my boss, but like my the place I work for. So I can't complain too much. You will anyways. <laughs> His fucking guy. <laughs> fucking guy. Oh my god. Quips, quips, quips. Um, but so th- with entropy though, we the plan we have a year of festivals with it, and then hopefully by it's in the festivals we land a distribution or uh, an acquisition. If not, then I'll go. Uh, we'll go to a sales agent. Get we should it sold. go to the mafia. And you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre did that, and they saw no money. Yeah, but it's also like one of the biggest, most important horror movies ever made. So I'm like, you know, you got to give a little to get a little. <laughs> we gave our blood, sweat, and soul to this what movie. You did to my boy, Shelly. <laughs> 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 oh, but so within a year, hopefully everyone, you guys can see it. Um, but we do like the last festival that we're trying to get into. They premiere in October, so we have at least until October. So it's a bit of a wait, but well, it'll be worth someone it. Someone buys it sooner, so we don't have to sit on this thing. Fucking goose egg. Yeah, everyone that's seen it so far, we've shown uh, the cast and crew and people outside of the cast and crew, and the response has been very nice. Um, yeah, our mom really liked it. <laughs> yeah, well, of course we showed her, but no, like we've showed like people outside the production, like the people that 
interviewed us for the podcast. Um, we got their honest what opinions if they on didn't, it. What if they didn't like it? Or if they didn't like it and it was an ambush and they called us on to like shit on us? I'd be, I would, I'd play along. Fuck yeah. <laughs> be like, All right, let's go. I'm game. Yeah. <laughs> but it, obviously far. it didn't happen, so we're fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the response has been really nice. Uh, the big like center piece of the movie, if you will, gets the exact reaction we we I mean, hoped and planned it on. It should. So, it's a sad reflection on the world if it doesn't. If someone's just like, Neh. meh. Yeah, exactly. We kind of went out of our way to make a, a certain scene in Entropy a stand out, if you will. Seen it once, seen it all. Yeah, seen it once, seen it all. Um, but yeah, so that, that that's Entropy. Our next movie, Effigies, is coming along pretty good. And then the third one should be Chuck E. Cheese. Ch- <laughs> Entropy, Effigy, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Maybe, maybe all one word, though. Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, speaking of Chuck E. Cheese, you see that new uh, Nick Nicholas Cage movie coming out? Yeah, it looks good. Looks so fucking good. It looks like it's it's, like a, it's obviously a rip off of Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, but it looks so good. It's so deeply rip off. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine though. But it's different enough. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Can, when you're in Hollywood, you can do anything. <laughs> exactly. They'll let you do whatever you want. <laughs> that fucking asshole. All right, uh, right. All right, guys. Black Coat's daughter. Black Coat's daughter. So, um, this movie. It is a difficult-ish one to review, because one, it is very much a visual movie. Uh, therefore, it's kind of hard to talk about, because you just have to sort of experience it. But of course, we'll give our opinion and review and everything. Of course we will. And then we'll get into a spoiler breakdown. And it also is told, uh, there's like three different timelines, and different, you know timelines <laughs> i was gonna say where are you going with this it's three timelines we'll make this more complicated but not like you know like concurrent timelines you know like, so you don't know their current uh, different timelines until about halfway through the movie and then you're like oh i mean okay it's literally about the halfway mark i mean it's, it's I, mean, I mean i mean i mean i mean but wh- who, who what's this movie star who's our stars emma roberts uh you probably know her from uh sabrina Kierman Shipkia? No, Emma Roberts isn't in. I'm talking about Kierman. Oh, yeah, Emma Roberts from American Horror Story. I think she was Disney Pretty Channel fan. Runaway Bride. Damn, bro, you know all those. That's Julia Roberts, you idiot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch Julia Roberts movies. <laughs> Nothing against Julia Roberts. I just haven't seen the movies. Like, whatever. Emma Roberts. Yeah. Um, Kieran and Shipka. Not, what did you say? I don't did even. Did you have peanut butter in your mouth? <laughs> I don't know. I just. She was awesome <laughs> in this. Her performance was outstanding. Uh, she plays no, Catherine. She was all right. No, you're wrong. I mean, I can no. stare at a camera looking Dude, wet. No. Like, like, I just took a What the fuck did you just say? You are having some terrible choice in words today. I mean, she's always, like, sweaty. And her hair's all, like, flotted. You know, like, she looks wet. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, no, she did a really good job. She had a, more of, like, a physical presence in the movie versus, like, a like dialogue delivery kind of deal. And she plays it up really good. I was really impressed with her. I mean, I've always been impressed. I'm a huge fan of the Netflix Sabrina show, which she's in, and she's great in that too. So I never finished the season one of Sabrina. Well, the last season just came out, so you might, you know, you only got to commit to four seasons. That's okay. It's kind of boring. You're the fucking worst. <laughs> it's kind of a boring show, man. No, it's not. It's fine. It's good. It's no, fun. No, it's like kind of, bo- like it has everything I would like, but then it's like, I don't really like this. <laughs> you just need to watch more. No. How far did you get? Like through most of season one. Did you just burp? Sorry, audience. Sorry, (laughs) audience. This fucking guy. And then Lucy Boynton. Who can't fucking pronounce shit now? I mean. It's Boynton. Call me Lucy. How would you know? 
Because I'm not dumb. Boink, then yeah, you are. <laughs> she plays Rose. And then we have Lauren Holly, who plays Linda. Those are all the side characters. Who cares? <laughs> okay, that's rude. But we do have James Remar. James Remar's great. He plays fucking Dexter's dad. Yeah, Dexter. He He's... I hate that character. I hate that show, man. I love that show up until a point. I love that show. No, someone was rewatching it scene, probably Hannah. Well, it wasn't. It was like a long time ago. But I was like, man, this show's cheesy as fuck. No, dude, it's still good. No. I watched. I rewatched the first two seasons. Oh, great, that's good. <laughs> Tell me more, kid. Okay. <laughs> but um, so that's the cast. Yeah. So this was originally titled uh, Febu- February. February. But that's I guess the month we're in. What a weird coinky. It's game. like we planned this. We didn't though. <laughs> if people ask, we did then. Only reason I wanted to watch this movie is because someone spoiled the twist, I guess, if you want to call it that, on Reddit when I was, like, looking through something. I was like, oh, that's that, like, one movie that I watched that made me really tired, but that sounds like a cool ending. I guess I'll give it another oh shot. Oh, my God. Because I, I think I, Hannah and I watched it, like, a year ago for, like, 20 minutes, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, it was originally called February, but I guess when A24, the distribution company that picked up the film... Uh, when they got it, when they acquired it, they wanted something that sounded more genre-like. So Black Coat's Daughter was changed to. See, the thing is, though, I feel like if this movie had come out now, they probably would keep it as February. A24? Oh, yeah, A24 is more like that high-class horror. Right, now. like now February probably sounds better to them. Yeah, like, hmm, we might have went to genre mm-hmm. on that title. Both titles are fine. I don't have a, a problem with either February is just cool, man. Um, so go ahead, Scotty. You kind of started already giving us what you think Do of you the movie. Do you want to tell us where the title, the Black Coats Doctor from, came from? I just did. No, like where he came up with the idea. Okay, so this is an interview from AV Club. So AV Club asked, there's been a lot of interest in the title being changed from February to the Black Coats Daughter. Can you explain how all that went down and the thought process Don't hit the table. behind the new title? And then, so the director stated, for me... With the original title of February, I was going for the idea that a time can also be a location. In other words, you could revisit a time of year in the same way you can go back to a house that you used to live in. A certain month or a certain season can elicit a certain emotional response. That's certainly true for anyone who has a negative anniversary on their calendar. Their approach of that month brings the feeling of being very much back in another room. It's a time that stands out stands outside the rest of the year so that's where the title of february came from when the movie was bought by a24 to be distributed i think they wanted a title that indicated a genre a little more strongly i didn't accept the alternate titles they were forth putting 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 forth so when i so when i went through the film and i had a lot of suggestions but i sort of landed on the black coat's daughter it's a verse from this rhyme for which my brother elvis wrote the music and we used it as an indication incantation. incantation at the beginning and at the end of the movie. Beetle, Beetle, Black Coat's Daughter, what was in the holy water. I really liked the word daughter and Elvis, and I decided that maybe the Black Coat's Daughter was a priest's daughter. In any case, it worked, as a, it worked for a priest. It worked for the devil. It worked for a father. It had the quality of a child raised by the strange black coat. It felt sexy enough. Mm, sexy. So that explains the title change and all that stuff. February is still better. February is better, but Black Coat's Daughter, is, it's an equally good. It's not, it's not. It's a little less than what the original title was. Still good title. I'm just saying, Osby, you should have stood your, gun, stood your ground. Well, I mean, when someone's offering to buy your movie, I mean, come on. What are you going to do? Got to play ball a little bit. I'm going to say, fuck you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we already kind of gave, you know, an idea of what this movie is about. At the beginning of this episode, you know who's in it. 
So now we will do our non-spoiler review of the film. Yes. And then we'll kind of break it down, but we'll break it We're down go- chronologically. Yeah. It's probably the best way to explain it. Otherwise, like, well, she walked here, then she walked there, and then it was Yeah, gone. and honestly, too, hopefully by the end of this episode, you guys decide to watch it. And with us doing it this way, you'll still have an organic presentation of it. You'll know the events in t- chronological order, but when you go to actually watch the movie, it'll be still somewhat fresh. All right. All right, Scotty. So go ahead and give us your inter- your thoughts on the movie. Um... I like the movie, and I really like the idea of the movie. Wow, by that tone, I couldn't tell. But I don't <laughs> like the necessarily the complete execution of the movie. It has a really cool premise, and it's a fucking short movie, and still, there's not a whole lot of plot going on. Um, I mean, it, it definitely nails a wintry February vibe. It does a really good job of like that cold isolation with these two girls that are stuck at this boarding school. Um, I mean, it kind of keeps the mystery going with Emma Roberts' character because she's totally disconnected from them but seems to be heading for the boarding school um, itself. You know, is she connected to the story or what? It's not really clear. Um, It's just, it's like, it's so, it's so reluctant to like give you any like, plot that oftentimes it feels like it's just spinning its wheels um and i don't know why it felt the need to hold out that long like there you could have just like given a little bit more plot and then padded out with some more like scarier intense scenes or something but i i mean i liked it i wouldn't mind watching it again at some point to see if my opinion changes on it um but i kind of felt the same way i did about Hansel, Gretel and Hansel as I did with this which Osgood Perkins has a really good visual eye and aesthetic but he's not a terribly strong screenwriter uh I think the music was good I can't really remember it but I'm sure it was fine uh the performances were fine I didn't think anybody really stood out all that much uh <laughs> um trying to think what else waiting patiently <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just, I think the idea is so cool, and it just feels kind of like a wasted opportunity. There's little, like, references and little hints here and there, but they're all hints to the same very basic, like, plot. Like, there's this whole subplot with, like, Rose being pregnant. What the hell is that got, what, why does that even matter? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. When we get into the movie, there's a spoiler right now. Okay. I don't think it matters. I don't think you think it matters either. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do we, what do we rate? What, what's our rating scale for this shit show? Uh, A++ is like the cream of the crop. It ain't that. And then the rest of it just And then whatever beneath. we make up. Yeah. <laughs> I give it a C. Mm. Uh, well, now, see, now I got to wonder about our frame of reference for like for like grades and stuff because you're in like baby school now because you're younger than me and like c's are fucking like 60s or whatever when i was in school c was like an 83 <laughs> this fucking guy all right he's done <laughs> all right Hold on, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even give it a thing i didn't even you did you just gave it a c c plus c plus yeah. all right i like what it was going for but I would have liked to have paid for dinner also, you know what so I mean? So I'm going to go 180 <laughs> completely on what Scotty said. Uh, I loved this movie. And I was very lukewarm against Gretel and Hansel. 
uh, which was his other movie. So this movie, what really worked for me and what I thought really stood out was in particular the cinematography by Julie Kirkwood. Uh, she did his other movie, I'm a Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. She also did Destroyer with um, Nicole Kidman. Her cinematography in this movie is very, very dark with a little bit of contrast. Well, it is contrasty, but it's a little bit of light and it just, it's striking. And I thought the performances across the board were fantastic. Uh, sh sh Ow! What are you doing? Sit back. You're hitting Bitch. so much shit. I can't. Hear I can't you help, help it. it. Sit back in your chair. Why are you sitting like a fucking monk? So Ship <laughs> Shipka in particular plays Catherine. She sold me a hundred percent. I thought her physical acting and her line delivery, everything was just spot on. Especially with how they were shooting the movie, it's kind of more of like a sterile feel to it. There's no like real big fancy wonders or anything like that. But it it this aesthetic he's building, it's all towards like almost like a dreamlike. Uh, Dreamlike craziness. If the bit, well, Sky, that was my fucking feet. Get out of here. Anyways, <laughs> the atmosphere and the movie feels almost dreamlike. You don't really know what's real, what's not. Kind of feel, even though it's all grounded. Um, I really liked how they started playing around with different timelines. I can't get into the twist now because we don't get into spoilers. But I thought the twist was well done. And when the movie has to show you some blood, they, I thought. They did it very, very stylistically where it wasn't too much in your face, but it still felt like like a gut punch. Uh, the music, I thought, was very, very well done. The music was very creepy. It just I, everything about it, man. I think the Elvis Perkins uh, is credited for the music. So you go, Elvis. I thought you did a fantastic job. I thought Elvis was dead. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I can't praise this movie enough if you want something that's super atmospheric um it's more of a it's not i wouldn't call it a slow burn because they give you enough throughout it to tell you you can pick up what's going on about 25 minutes in the movie but the way they tell the story and the way the camera moves and the way the actors use the blocking within a particular sequence the way the music is playing everything just to me was like it was hitting on all cylinders i really enjoyed it Firing on all stuff. Firing, whatever. How do you so, manage I just, <laughs> to butcher every, like, phrase in the English language? It's a, it's a blessing, let me tell you. It's not a curse, it's a blessing. Um, now, side-coding, not side-coding, sidebarring this over to, like, Grotto and Hansel, where I feel like that movie is more style versus substance. I feel like Black Coat's daughter is the perfect mixture of style and substance. There was more going on. The story was more engaging. Yes, Grotto and Hansel looked better arguably because he obviously had more money and stuff like that but this with the locations he had the way they lit it where it was all really dark the way the camera kind of lingers i mean i felt like this felt much more uh polished and professional and when you're playing within genre conceptions which this movie clearly does so i would give this an a okay okay that's where I land an A. Wow. Okay. So you give it a C plus, I give it an A. Who's right? Who's wrong? You. <laughs> we'll let our audience decide. Yes. What? How are you sitting? What do you mean I'm sitting it's like a normal person? It's the way your pants look. Like, where's your crotch? <laughs> My crotch is in the center. 
Bro, it's, I guess you are. Get just give. I feel, no, I, I feel like you're hitting fucking, the table. I'm not hitting the table. <laughs> it's fucking fine. It's gonna sound so bad when you get done and listen to it again. We're gonna have to run like a fucking high pass over. This <laughs> you shit. notch filter it out. Mm-hmm. We're not notching anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's let's break let's break it down. I'm confused on something, Scotty. I don't care. <laughs> so you liked Gretel and Hansel? No. More? No, I like this more. Really? Yes. Because you gave Gretel and Hansel a 3 out of 5. You gave this a 3 out of 5. I gave this a C plus. That's not a 3 out of 5. What is that then? I don't know. It's whatever I wanted to be. (laughs) Okay. Didn't we say we'd go back and like probably lower our grades for Gretel and Hansel anyways? Yeah, after it sat a little while. It probably is. It's it's around a 2 out of 5 for me right now. More of like a C minus to a D. I don't think you're translating the numbers and the um, letters correctly. How the hell is a C a two out of five? I said what, a D. What's a D and an F? I don't know. Scott. What's an F? A zero? Didn't we just discuss? We just like to make it up. <laughs> okay, then why are you fucking all over my ass? Ice. <laughs> why not? Why uh, not? Let's break it down. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold no, on. No, there's nothing for else for you to talk about. Snyder Cut's coming out. So the movie <laughs> begins, obviously, in February. It takes place at... The hey, did you know that was the original title? It takes place at the Bramford Academy. Do you know what the Bramford is a reference to? Did you Bramberry read cereal? IMDb trivia like I did? No, what's Bram... I didn't Bram- even need to read IMDb what trivia is it? on this because I'm so smart. Tell me what it is. Bramford is the apartment building in Rosemary's Baby. <gasps> really? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And one of our main characters' names is Rose. Wow. They should have named Whoa. Gemma. Gemma? They should have named Emma Roberts' character Mary. Rosemary. And then they could have named the other one Baby. <laughs> hey, Baby. Hey, Baby. So uh, it's February and Rose and Kat have been left. Well, they were supposed to be picked up by their parents for like the vacation break. Um, Unfortunately, they don't show. They were not. Uh, picked up their parents do not show however it sounds like rose actually um misled her parents uh so that they wouldn't pick her up on time because she has a date planned with her boyfriend mm-hmm. who you find out later she's actually pregnant well she suspects that she's pregnant so let's loop back around since we're into spoilers now mm-hmm. why does she have to be pregnant well step oh obviously the first example is so she could stay there the second example happens later. We'll get into that when we get to it. She didn't even need to be pregnant to stay there. She could have just lied like they do in fucking Halloween H2O so they can stay and party, man. <laughs> you just mixed Halloween H2O with cabin fever. <laughs> You're the party man. It's a mixtape. Halloween H2O and cabin fever. Anyway, so yeah, so they're both. And then it looks like Shipka's uh, parents just forgot her. Yeah. Which, again... Her performance is so fucking good. She looks genuinely upset and like like she's ready to cry. I don't know how hard that is though, Cam. Try a bitch. Yeah, failed. Nah, you're you're, <laughs> mo- you're moved. You're moved. Um, so the, the movie kind of meanders around a little bit. We get to see how empty this place is. There's also some like staff there. These two older ladies. Um, Rose is charged with looking after a cat because, like, she's younger and she looks like she's going to cry all the time. <laughs> Rose does think she is pregnant and she's arranged this thing so she can meet up with her boyfriend to tell him. They, they go off somewhere. 
And then they come back a little later, and she's upset. And he's like, well, let me, like, go with you. I guess I'm planning, let me go with you if you're going to get an abortion. She's like, nah. And this is important because the headmaster specifically states to Lucy, uh, character Rose, that she wa- he wants her to look over Catherine, played by Shipka. And she's playing it up like she will, but by the time the time comes for them, it's late. Why is that important? It's important because it sets up what happens later in the movie. What are you talking about? What does her looking over have to do with anything? So because Rose decides, she's like, I'm a senior. I'm not going to hang out with you. I'm going to go do this. Don't touch anything in my room. She's like, but he told you, the headmaster, you have to look over me. She's like, no, you're fine. I'm not blah, blah, blah. Later in the movie, which we're jumping ahead a little bit because Scotty doesn't understand, <laughs> um, she gets back and Shipka is laying in her bed and, um, she's like, do you want me to, anything else you need me to get for you? Like she's being nice at this point, Rose. So what and Shipka you... goes, no, you had your chance. Uh, okay. So which what? sets up the end of the movie. No idiot. You had your chance. To do what? She maybe what the events at the end of the movie wouldn't have occurred if she wasn't such a dick. Uh, they totally would have occurred. We don't know. Based off that line delivery, it could have gone all another it took way. Because she didn't babysit her for one night? That's fucking stupid. Well, it's also. Well, the twist of the movie, it's obviously, it's not. You Why know. are you dancing around it, boy? We're in spoiler territory. All right, I guess we can say. So Shipka <laughs> is possessed yes, at this point. She gets possessed. So maybe the demon was going to be cool with this bitch, Rose, until she was a bitch to her and told her, no. no that is such not demon. You had demon. your chance. Why would that line be in there if it wasn't to, to clearly illustrate to you that Shipka maybe was going to be nice to Rose and maybe Rose wouldn't get fucking That's killed by the end of the movie. that Shipka has some control over her actions. Maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. Or maybe the demon in her or the devil or whatever's in her would have played cool. Who knows? That line deli- That line is there for a reason. It's a very foreboding line. It is a very foreshadowing it's line. it's foreboding. That's why it's there. Because it sounds cool. It's not giving some you any have... motivation into her. Like, I oh, think I maybe would have spared you. I think it does. I think it tells. I don't think so. I think she might have had a chance to get away. Had. She'd been nice to her. Why would a demon take sympathy on anybody? And you're forgetting. The end of the movie is she decides to finish it on her own anyways. So maybe she and she told uh, we're really jumping at the end here. I don't want to do this to the audience, but there is that line at the end where she's like, don't go. Clearly, they're okay. Maybe they are symbiotic in this relationship and symbiotic symbiotic. That's a whole thing when Venom came. Anyways, so maybe they are in the symbiotic relationship. There is enough evidence to suggest they are. And that's why this movie is so good, Scotty. Um, no, I disagree. (laughs) I disagree with you. No, I disagree. What do you disagree with? I'm I'm making clear. I'm giving you illustrated examples within the frame of the narrative. One line justifies what she does or doesn't do. It's not just that one line. It's the line and where she's like, "You had your chance," and then it's the the reveal at the end where she's like, "Please don't go." I don't even. It's both of those. Please don't. Who does she say that to? The devil, the demon, with the horns. Yeah. What what is after the priest gets the no shit? She doesn't want to be unpossessed. That's what I'm saying. So maybe they are. She has control. They're living. Uh, she's briefly given her body to this demon. So maybe she's not fully possessed. It could be a half and half kind of thing. Mm. There's enough evidence to suggest it based off of those two line deliveries alone. Mm. I think she still would have killed her. Maybe, maybe not. That's what I'm saying. That's why this, this part I, is I so good. I think she still would have killed her and she wouldn't have had any say in it. No, I don't think. 
I think we're getting sidetracked. We'll, we'll get into this. Let's, so let's continue on with our, our uh, continuation of the film. And, and I'm right. Besides, <laughs> this could be very well before she's even possessed. No, she's possessed at this point. I don't know about that. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she leaves her boyfriend and she's not pregnant. But yeah, so she leaves. Well, she, so she gets home from uh, this really awkward conversation with her boyfriend. We also drive her to the abortion and all that stuff. She gets back and uh, she's in the bathroom and you hear her. Um, you hear somebody through the radiator vents saying something. It's indistinct dialogue. So she follows it down into essentially the boiler room and she sees Shipka kneeled down aggressively, um, bowing and standing and bowing and standing, uh, to the furnace. Mm-hmm. And at which point it cuts and it shows that she's in the shower and, um, Rose is talking to her like, yeah, so do you like sleepwalk a lot? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sleepwalk. Like, <laughs> so she's clearly possessed by the beginning of this movie. Uh, this all happens within 10 minutes. Uh, I don't know. Well, okay. <laughs> okay, within 10 minutes she gets possessed. No, like she's possessed within the entire, that's what I'm saying, by the beginning of the movie she's possessed. That is also the illusion. No, so at the beginning so. of the movie that also shows she has, um, before the news comes that maybe her parents forgot her, she hasn't picked, they haven't picked them up, right? So there's a calendar that says mom and dad with a date coming to, uh, that the date that they're supposed to pick them up, right? Her emotions never changed with the entire sequence. Her emotions don't change the entire movie. Listen. listen. I, I think the demon was reaching out to her, but it didn't completely have her. I think it did. You think what you want. There's not enough here to really make a conclusion. So that line delivery, I'm telling, and with the end of the movie, can we move on? <laughs> and then we'll come back to it. Okay, okay. Cat is sick. She like calls one of the other old ladies a cunt, you know, because <laughs> oh, she did. You're right. Because it's demons, and that's like their favorite word. Um, and oh god, how did the police get involved exactly? So. Uh, so in Rose's, this is more in Rose's timeline, right? And Lucy's. Rose and Cats are like the same timeline. Yeah, so basically what happens is, um, well, we're jumping ahead a little bit. So before we get to the whole police officer stuff. So she has the dialogue with her and she's like, um, is there anything else you need? Like we were talking about earlier. She's like, no, you had your chance. So at which point Rose goes back into her bedroom and she's clearly like eked out by the whole situation, seeing her in the boiler room, worshiping what looks like the fucking furnace. And she barricades her door and sleeps. And then the camera goes back to Shipka's room, uh, Catherine's room. And she is under the blankets. And then her feet, like possession style, go over her head in the bed. So right off the bat, now we know, okay, she's crazy. She's possessed. Something's going on. And then um, there's some time jumps. We're doing this in chronological order. So we're back to Rose's timeline. And... The parents doesn't showing up yet, and Shipka. Her parents are dead. Yeah, and Shipka's losing her mind. Um, basically, the two caretakers are helping her. Like Scotty said, she calls her a cunt, and then they get a phone call that the the headmaster is on his way back, and that's when it, she wants Rose to go like shovel everything for her. At which point, so because the headmaster, so he can walk on 
you know, I guess not shoveled grass. I don't know. But the headmaster comes back with the cops. The cops are the ones that drive him. Uh, I don't know why the cops are there with him, but they're with him, right? Maybe to, like, file a missing person report for the family. I don't know. But as they're going through to the, um, looking for a way in because the door's locked, they go through the back door, and that's when the headmaster and the two cops see that the two caretakers have been killed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool done because the camera, it's stationary within what looks like the living and she room. And she also killed Rose. Yes. Um, and then she's she's in the boiler room and she's, you know, bowing back and forth and she screams, Hail Satan. The police officer shoots her in the arm, wings her. Um, she is eventually taken to a hospital, a mental hospital. Oh, real quick though. Um, she also has, she cut off all their heads. That's what I said. Did you? I thought you, I might have missed it. Up. You're right. There you go. Um, and a priest visits her and does a real like low key exorcism on her, and then you see like the shape, the shadow, whatever of this horned figure, and that's where she she begs it, like Cam said, to not leave her. Yeah, she's like, please don't go. Yeah, dude, that that scene was powerful. When I watched, it, I was like damn that's what i haven't seen in an exorcism movie before well that's why i wanted to watch it because of that idea of someone who gets possessed and And is like so distraught of not being possessed they seek it out again yes that's fucking cool there's not a whole lot in between though with that this whole subplot of rose being pregnant and all the time wasted on that for what so that she could disappear long enough for what like it doesn't play it also plays the genre conventions because when rose before rose is killed um shipka stabs her in the stomach so Basically stabbing the kid, too. It's more of a genre convention, just kind of, like, more for, like, the more visceral, like, Give her jump. something more to do. And when she gets stabbed, we already know she's not pregnant, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait, she is pregnant. She isn't pregnant. Rose is pregnant. I thought she's not pregnant. No, you missed the... No, she is pregnant, and that's when the boyfriend, when they're in the car, um, he wants to drive her to the abortion clinic, and she's like, no, it's fine, I'll take care of it. She um, is pregnant. I thought they left it ambiguous. No, they they do confirm she is pregnant. It doesn't matter. So it she gets stabbed matter. in the stomach, and then her head gets cut off. But uh, they don't show the head getting cut off. But I don't really have a problem with it because it, it, in a way, it kind of grounds the characters more into those like it's just so darkly, almost noir esque world. What? There's just so little in it. You've got this really cool like synopsis. You don't know shit about Kieran and Chipka's character other than that she's mopey and she's sad. See, I, with a, with, for me, though, with a story like this, I don't really need all that exposition because I feel like the execution was so well done. I do if I'm going to watch it for 80 minutes, and I don't necessarily need exposition, but maybe I need something a little more to happen. Enough happened because you're intercutting between but nothing that's cool. like, the nine years later time. That Rose is pregnant? That means nothing. The, the most interesting thing is the possession and wanting to be possessed again, and that's... Well, it's also That's upping like the stakes for three minutes of the movie. Well, for people that aren't as like uh, not sensitive as us, or more sensitive to us, whatever the word I'm looking for, having your character that you know is in a horror movie be pregnant kind of and ups the stakes for certain audience members. So I don't really see the problem with it there too, because it for people not like us, we're so desensitized. It doesn't really. Phase. I don't think it really rings a bell though, because she's like just now pregnant. She doesn't even look pregnant. Like until they like remind you she's pregnant, like you're not gonna remember she's pregnant because it's irrelevant. 
I, to me, I don't know. It, it just works. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I just. It just seems like a waste of a cool premise. So the timeline that we left out. Well, we is, didn't leave out. We just get to it. Well, we left it out because we're getting to it. Yeah. Is Joan? She is played by Emma Roberts. She. Spoiler: It's the same character as Shipka. I'll get to that. In a <laughs> uh, she is at a bus stop. She has actually escaped the mental hospital, but you don't know this. And her scenes are intercut throughout the movie. Um, this older guy who looks kind of like a priest, but he, I guess he's not. His name is uh, Bill, and he's writing, he's going um, to Newport, or he's going somewhere, Portsmouth? Yeah. With his wife. Um, but, you know, they're kind of passing no, through. No, they're going to Bramford. They want, she wants to go to Portsmouth, which right. is where Whatever, the yeah. school's at. So, uh, this guy's being really nice to her. It's kind of weird. You think he's being predatory? I don't know. Joan's got a weird, like, scar on her shoulder. They stop over at a motel. Slowly but surely, he re- tells her the fucking obvious that he reminds... She reminds him of, of his daughter. And then, of course, his daughter is dead. And then, of course, they're going to Bramford to... Well, the, the daughter's zone. Rose. I know that. Oh. <laughs> he skipped right over it. I'm not done yet. <laughs> okay. They're okay. going to Bramford for the anniversary of their daughter. You know, they've got flowers in the back seat, which they don't address till later. Um, because Rose is one of the three that were beheaded there by a cat. So then you eventually learn that, yes, Emma Roberts' character, Joan, is actually cat. She just kind of forged her ID, made up a name. <laughs> because they were so determined to have some fuckery, they had to cast an entirely different actress to play a character who's probably only like five or six, nine years older. <laughs> and they both look the same fucking age. Well, they, the age... Karen and Shipka looks nothing like Emma Roberts. They did do the hairstyle similar. They gave her blonde hair. Yeah. Come on. I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. I have a problem with it because it's deliberate well, fuckery. We're, we're, well, we're playing with the idea of... Uh, exorcisms and being possessed. So you don't have we, a problem if, with enti- with a person looking like an entirely different person. Well, I'm su- what I'm suggesting is if we can accept the realization in the movie that this character could be possessed by a demon or the devil or whatever, then who's to say that this entity that has a hold on her can't change her appearance? But why would it? Maybe because and it doesn't have a hold. I'm on sure her. that well, Not you anymore. find out that the or that the um what's it called the school has been closed down since Shipka killed Ooh. everyone and Rose's timeline. But it doesn't have a hold so on. So I'm sh- maybe who knows? You're, I, you I are you are desperately pulling us like. No, I mean, I don't... I'm, it's, if we're playing within the established rules of this universe... But I it's don't not really an established rule. It's not an established rule that people can just change their identity the, willy-nilly. The, the established rule is that possession exists in this universe. There is outside evil entities that can force and manipulate and behold into an individual. So therefore, I don't no. think it's outside the realm of possibility that this could happen but it is because it doesn't happen anywhere else in the movie we only see and one her possession. identity doesn't change after she's exercised in the mental hospital she just lies there if you really wanted to sell it maybe you would have her face start to shift a little bit but even then what the fuck is the point of changing the way she looks it makes no sense or maybe when she's possessed that's the, that's the look that the so maybe it takes i see what you're saying i don't know I did, it's, I, it's ambiguous, and because they don't try to explain it, I accept it. If they would have gave me some bullshit explanation, then maybe I would have nitpicked it. But because we're just supposed to go with it, 
I'm okay with it. It's almost like, and I don't like the Walking Dead show. I liked it at one point, but I like that they don't tell you what started Here's the, the virus. It's not. It's kind of the same concept. They're we don't have to explain it. It's not necessary though. It's just to fuck with you. It's not if you edited the movie in a certain way. As soon as you realize who Joan is, they can you could also simultaneously get the information of what Joan as Cat did, and then you could have had the oh, you could have had the same actress playing both. But instead, they wanted to fuck with you and make this think this was like a third person. I don't know. Or it could have been from a marketing standpoint. They know Emma Roberts is a name, and Shipko was an upcoming name. Therefore, more okay, funding. Okay, but then that, that 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 takes away your whole demon. I mean, it does. Face I'm off just, theory. <laughs> face off theory. I'm just saying. Within the with, if we're going to accept that in this film that demons can possess someone, no. Then why can't we ex- accept that maybe this clearly supernatural entity? can't have so if a ufo popped up in this movie yes you would be fine with it that's the ufo is different than a, no, a it's demon. Not. if you can accept demons surely you can accept aliens which are probably more realistic no than demon i'm saying because demons have that mystical ac- application to them that allows them to like float and be present be apparitions and possess Horse people shit i'm just saying it's not outside the realm of possibility and because it's not even a big deal honestly oh isn't it because you're not. making it one i'm just no i'm making it a big deal because you keep fucking coming up with excuses for it when it's clearly i'm not an excuse it's how i see it it's like if they're not going to explain it and i accept that the fact that she can be possessed by a devil then I don't see a problem they're not with explaining it. it because they're expecting you to buy that this is just cat when she's nine years older that's it that is it. They could have just as easily put Cat in old makeup. <laughs> they could have aged her nine years, which would have been really easy. Listen. They either wanted it, they did it because Emma Roberts, which I doubt. I'm sure there was a... Or, you know, they just want to fuck with you and make you think this was a third separate character. Or... Or that she was evil and that she was like the demon or something. And now she, when she arrives at Bramford, she's going to fuck with all of them. But anyway, so it's the ninth anniversary. Joan <laughs> comes back. She kills Bill and his wife and delivers their head to the you know the boiler room of the Branford because she wants to be possessed again she has been lonely she has been lost she wants the demon to take her over again which is a fucking awesome premise yes i love it but that's as much as the premise as there is in the movie <laughs> listen, <laughs> there's like guys, 2 minutes of premise listen this movie oozes that would be so cool to explore this, this movie oozes with atmosphere it's fun it's violent when it needs to be. It's not a fun movie. It's fun. It's it's fun to watch these characters and just... And I had a great time watching this, guys. Everything worked for, for me. The cinematography, the music, the direction, the camera work, the acting just, was great. The story, you know, it, it is... Maybe it is a bit stretched or whatever. It's, super, it's not stretched. It's super... It's just bare bones. Like, what's the screenplay for this movie look like? She walks here. She walks there. They talk about, like, don't touch my stuff. Like, how long was this fucking screenplay? See, I, I don't know. I feel like an over-explanation would have ruined this movie. It would have put it in a... I don't they're think, going for more of an art house kind of feel for I this, obviously. an over-explanation. Well, I think the, what he's going for is more of an art house Instead aesthetic. Instead of having fucking Rose fucking off with her boyfriend that doesn't matter, maybe they could have developed the bond between her and Kat instead, and then we could have learned more about both of them. And then maybe they could have been exploring because they already know about there's like satanic shit happening in the basement. So maybe that's something they could have looked into together. I don't know. Like maybe I might care about these fuckers some more. Fuck me. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Not saying they need to talk in like exposition dump every five seconds, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I don't know. I think the mood and the atmosphere he was able to get with this film married with a really cool plot that they have. 
it all works for me. I mean, it all works. It all. I I had a great time watching this. I'm definitely gonna buy it. Um, your qualms with it, I think, are minor. Your score should be much better. <laughs> okay. I like the movie. I thought it was a, it was a fine movie. You're the one that chose it to watch. I know because I saw what the twist ending was, and that's fucking cool. Yeah. I just thought it should have went about a bit better. About about a bit about a bit about. And better. then I feel like my fucking point is verified even more when mm. you look at Gretel and Hansel because he does the same thing in that movie. Bare bones fucking the, plot. The difference. And well, I guarantee you that the pretty thing, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house, is probably the same exact way. I think that's just this thing. And I'll probably love it. Fine, but I want a little bit more meat to my bones. Hot on Grenzel, the issue was, as we all know the story, and so he just took, it took too long getting to the story yeah, without, the, I mean, without any new elements. There is new elements, though. The whole, the, what they do with Gretel is, it's not, I don't think it's the same as the original story. I'm... To me, it's, it, it felt like a very soft, like, extension of the story oh, until you yeah. get to the end. Whereas, like, Blood Co- Black Coat's daughter felt like a very strong calling card that was focusing, for a first-time filmmaker, on atmosphere and dread. And I think he absolutely nailed it. Sure. But, like, I just think it's a mistake to neglect some other things while you're at it. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean... Sure, I would have liked more of a interaction between the ladies, but because these timelines, I just I don't know. I just maybe that would have hurt it more. You know, maybe her being scared, Rose being scared of Shipka, if she wasn't as scared for her and they had more of a bonding experience, maybe that would have would have lessened elements later down the road. I don't know. I, or I don't. Maybe that would have made it even more gut wrenching when she cuts her head off because she chooses the demon over a human being. Because at least yeah, then she'll know yeah. the demon will never leave her, or so she believes. It's, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of different directions. How strong of a friendship is that? The friendship of a demon. <laughs> okay, Loomis. <laughs> His eyes were Blani, get your ass away from that. Blani. Anyways, you should watch Black Coat's Daughter. Yeah, I absolutely recommend you guys I mean, watch I'll Black Coat's Daughter. I'll probably watch it again at some point. I do like it. I just, I'm just saying. Like, Ten bucks on Amazon. It's, it's coming my like, way. I don't know. It's a good premise that now can't be repeated. <laughs> I liked it, guys. I think I, I land on my, my A rating. You still on your C+. Plus? Still on my C+. Plus. All right. Well, that, there's that, I guess. Man, it's a short fucking episode. We're at like an hour and two minutes. That's fine. No one wants to hear you that much. Unbelievable. This was a quick movie to go over, though, besides our... Could you imagine if we didn't, like, conflict each other's point of views? It would have been, like, a ten-second episode. Yeah, you're welcome. You're... <laughs> Just imagine if we'd broken it down as it plays out throughout the movie. Kiernan wakes up. She needs to wipe her nose because she's sad. Shut up! God, you're the worst! <laughs> so fucking I mean, worst. that's her defining characteristic in this, is that she's mopey. How often does she even converse with the demon, honestly? They don't show her conversing with I know, the they demon. don't show anything in this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! But, you know, fuck. Alright, all right, let me play, let's watch Rose let me play devil's advocate. Let me play devil's advocate here. Uh, would you? <laughs> um, there, arguably, there's the same amount of story exposition going on in Rosemary's Baby. You don't really know what's going on. There's not really much going on. And that movie's like two hours long. Um, first of all, there's a significant amount more of uh, character development in Rosemary's Baby. 
It was also made in the 60s. It's also far better crafted than this. Well, all right, let me say, too, like, Rosemary's Baby is a perfect A++. So, I'm not saying Rosemary's Baby is bad. There's a lot of subtext I'm not saying to Black Rosemary's Coat, Baby. I'm not, play, I'm not saying Black Coat's Daughter is better. I'm just saying they hold similarities in their narrative structure. Except you can do it, and you can do it better. There's always something going on in Rosemary's Baby. May not, it may be a slow movie, but there's always something going on. There's always something going on in this. Not really. <laughs> there is. And even and even if there it just a whole takes lot going its, on Rosemary's Baby, it's inter- it's propelled by the characters. So timeline one, and the neighbors are super no. fucking interesting. No, yes, listen. yes, yes. No, well, yeah, they are, but no. Listen, the Black Coast daughter. The first timeline is basically her uh, finding out she's possessed and killing everyone. It's timeline two is finding out she's the same person and she's going to finish the ritual. They both have elements that are going towards a climax. So you saying they're going around not doing anything at all? It's all building. It's all building the atmosphere sure, and the dread. Sure, Kim. If you break it down like that, sure. But you're forgetting about all these scenes of emptiness and within the movie, where they're just walking around and sitting on the shitter and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of scenes of people not doing a whole lot. And that's yeah, but okay. while she's walking around, she's finding uh, weird shit going on, like but her in the not- boiler room. Okay, she finds she's her hearing once. them in the radiator when she's in the bathroom. But you don't hear what they say. She when she walks down the hall, she finds the body at the bottom of the stairs. Okay, those are three things in an eighty minute right, movie. And then with the nine years later timeline, you find out that there's yeah, there's maybe predatory guy that picks her up. You see the wound on her shoulder. She has the flash of a cop shooting her, and then he comes into the room when she's in her bathroom. Maybe he's going to rape her. Maybe not. And then you find out that she reminds him of his daughter, who is the character from the first timeline. But again, it's grinding its wheels because the Joan timeline can only go so fast. If it goes too fast, then it doesn't work. So it has to fucking sit there and kind of grind in the mud until the other timelines catch up with it because they can't say too much. But it's not going in the mud. It's just giving you little bits at a time. Yeah, but it moves at a snail's pace where they're just stirring at but each it, other. But it looks so good why it does Okay, it? there we go. <laughs> All right. Thanks it for looks, listening, Terry. No, <laughs> it looks I so win. good why it does. You're done. All right. Uh, audience, ooh, specifically Ashley, who won this argument, okay? <laughs> She'll let you know that I won. Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan. So this came out with Tiff in, uh, like, 2015. It was picked up for distribution, or it came out in 2019, so. Stop trying to pad this episode, man. It's over. It's done. I haven't done it in a while. I feel like I feel like it might be a little of a break before we get to do it again. I don't want it to over. We can do it next week. Shut up. Ooh, what are we going to do next week? I don't know. Black Code's daughter, too. Electric Boogaloo. I want to see The Lodge, actually. Why don't we watch I Am the Pretty Thing in the House? We could. It's got 4.6. A young nurse takes care of an elderly author. Go up, bitch. Elderly author. Who lives in a haunted house. That sounds pretty good. Ruth Wilson? Okay. Well, that's a possibility. We could do maybe that. If you get Southland Tales, it'd be fun to do Southland Tales. Boring seems to be the overriding theme. (laughs) Oh, that's mean. Cherished all the show. (laughs) I'm sure it's all right. What I, also, what I like about Oz is he loves to end his movies on downers. And I'm a huge fan of downer endings. Gretel Hansel wasn't a downer. You've only seen two of his movies. Well, you can't judge him by Wait, that. hold on. Is Gretel Hansel a, da- uh, a happy ending? Um, They defeat the witch, and then she is like empowered by her own witchcraft. Yeah. I stand corrected. Oz, why didn't you do it? <laughs> you haven't even seen his other movies, so we can't really say he's got a theme. 
I guess we're at the... All right, well, maybe we'll do that one. Maybe we'll do, like, I don't know, Southland Tales. Maybe. Maybe nothing. If you keep hitting this table, I'm just going to fucking tear off your limbs. Yeah, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Stop. Get out of here. All right, guys. I guess we're going to wrap it up. Um, We're going to go off and finish our sound mix for the short I directed and then get that submitted out. And then hopefully by next week, long Scotty isn't lying to me, we'll be back. And we'll hopefully be awesome if we have some news about film festivals, see if we got accepted in any of them for Entropy. Um, the first notification, uh, required, quote-unquote, required uh, deadline notification, if we got in or not, is February 15th, and that one is for Horror Hound. Uh, since we're Cincinnati-based, it's a, uh, more like a Cincinnati horror festival. It's also a market festival, which is important. So we, of course, submitted there. Um, yeah, so hopefully by then, I don't know supposedly from what i read festivals don't actually meet these deadlines letting you know if you got in or not so we should know by the 15th but it might be a little longer so but it'll be nice if we got in to be able to share that with everybody but feel uh please go on look for hail house productions on like an instagram facebook stuff like that uh you can see a bunch of behind the scenes photos we've been posting a couple screenshots uh there's a new poster up there so yeah we're, we're doing our best to kind of keep you guys aware of the production um giving a little behind the scenes goodies so you can kind of see what we were up to oh my god stop i'm just <laughs> oh god all right uh hail satan hail satan 